So <laughs> let's go hear your number three then. <laughs> so number three, number three is PCs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you guys seen this one? I've seen pieces of it. But uh, there you go. I yeah. <laughs> I haven't still. It's been on my list for ages, and I, I don't know, it's know on, why I haven't. It's on Shutter, or was for a bit, or something. I think it still States. is. Yeah. yeah, and it has the best tagline ever. You don't need to go to Texas to have a chainsaw massacre or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has different tag. It has different taglines. Um, yeah, because there's there's one that has another great tagline where it's just that. The tagline is, it's exactly what you think it is. Yes. <laughs> and it says it in the trailer as well. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> you see the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, <laughs> plot-wise, <Yeah. laughs> plot-wise, again, it doesn't matter. It it, it, it it is just very. If you describe the plot of pieces, it's just a, a very basic college campus eighty slasher. That that is what it is. There's people getting uh, bumped off by someone round round a college campus in 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 Boston. Even though most of it was actually filmed in Spain, but. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there it's the kind of random moments that make pieces amazing i uh, i mean the like the the <laughs> film the film starts with like a like a kid like doing a puzzle and then ends up him murdering his mother like chopping up his mother um i and like just in a bloodbath and then and then you don't you kind of you don't know how that connects to the rest of the film like to what you know and you get these little segments of like a puzzle being done um throughout <laughs> the film and you you kind of don't know how that opening scene the opening scene's hilarious um just because of the way it's done you know what i mean like um obviously chopping up your mother it doesn't sound that hilarious but like it, it's, the way it's done it is uh, it is it's very funny. Um, and you kind of don't know how that connects to the film for most of the film. But then, you know, it is kind of, it does wrap up. Um, and it is done as a kind of mystery. Um, but again, like I say, it is just what makes it the such a great film is just the randomness of it. The, just the kind of crazy scenes that happen. There's a, there's a scene so it stars a kind of husband and wife, uh, Christopher George and Linda Day George, who were like kind of American TV actors, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Like I think Linda Day George was in like Mission Impossible or something, um, and uh, Christopher George was in various things as well. And he plays the detective. He plays like the kind of lead detective and. Um, uh, Linda Dejour plays like a kind of tennis player, and um, yeah, they're they're all and she like she has like, just one of the all time just most over the top kind of acting moments where she you know like um, 
where she has this like I can't remember the exact line, but she says something like, "Oh, when when we were out here having fun, she would he was just in there killing her, and then she just like she just screams bastard at the top of her <laughs> of top of her lungs, and just and and the guy acting next to her is just, just I I mean the the character is just looking at, looking at her kind of baffled, and she's just literally just and she says it like two or three times just bastard 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 like you know it's like the most it's like a kind of you know you, you just like this can't be a serious movie it's like it's something out of an snl sketch and there's another scene in it um where she just gets she just that character just gets attacked she gets attacked by this kung fu guy, um, and, and like because like there's like a mistake of identity, and that's and the kung fu guy just appears in this one scene, and then like and 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 then he's just like, oh yeah, and another character comes into the scene and goes, oh yeah, have you met my kung fu professor? And then that's like <laughs> we move on, and that's it. That's the end of that scene. Um, and there's a, there's another great scene where where there's like a kind of pathologist at a crime scene, and um, the detectives come in and ask, you know, how ask how the person's died. Now that seems like an obvious question, but not in this fucking scene because like literally there is a kind of dismembered body near a pool with a chainsaw beside it that. That literally, that is what the setup is. And, but the dialogue is like, oh, what's happening here? You know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. And um, there is, like, possibly the most hilarious red herring ever, where, you know, obviously they kind of set up all these different uh, red herrings for who the murderer is. And one of the red herrings is this guy who is a gardener, who is played by an actor called Paul Smith, who played Bluto in Robert Altman's Popeye, and he has like the the he is so signposted as a red herring. He has like the greatest kind of side eye ever. Where it, like I I cannot even do it. Um, uh, it's it's ama it's amazing, and um, <laughs> the whole film is just bonkers. And it's it's directed by a guy called uh, Juan Piquer Simone, who also directed another batshit crazy. Uh, Horror movie called Slugs, the movie, oh, yeah. which is also, I, I mean, uh, high on my guilty pleasures list. But, um, but Pieces, Pieces outdoes it. Pieces is his guilty pleasure masterpiece, but Slugs is pretty close as well. It's another hilarious film. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I didn't know it was the same director because, yeah, Slugs is, I agree, another one of those. <laughs> just, what what are they called? What's the Euro here in the states where it's like Euro trash? Or... I mean, yeah, I guess. I yeah, Euro trash would be probably the. <laughs> the <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's another one Kyle's gonna have to check out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was gonna check it out anyways. But yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's 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 like absolute classic midnight movie material. It's oh, yeah. it's it's really brilliant. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Um, so yeah, let's do <laughs> let's do two and then we'll hear all your honorable mentions after that. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So two is troll two. Okay. <laughs> bum bum bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, troll troll two is obviously it's credited as being one of the worst films ever made. Mm-hmm. And it even has its own documentary called Best Worst Movie. Um, and you can you can understand why. <laughs> the, I, I, again, I mean, like, I have tried my utmost to kind of go over the plots of these movies. Yeah. I, I don't know what the plot of Troll 2. I mean, like, this family go to this. But the great, I mean, like, you know you're really in for a good movie when the enemy, the kind of monster that is advertised is not the monster that you get. So, you know, even that is a mistake. So it's called Troll 2. Are there any trolls? No. No, there there is a lot of goblins. No trolls. Um... (laughs) And that is that is one of the that is one of the many hilarious moments of the film, um, where this uh, family uh, go to this town of uh, vegetarian cannibal goblins. So, and it's called it's called uh, yeah. I mean, like so. Uh, in case people have not seen it, the I, I know vegetarian cannibal sounds like bizarre. It, it sounds made up. It, but basically, they turn people into kind of plant foods, and then they eat the people. So that's that's how they yeah. that's how they're vegetarian <laughs> cannibals. Um, and the town is called Nilbog, which is goblin spelt backwards. <laughs> which it takes takes the family a long time to figure that one out. <laughs> um, basically, the one character sees it in a car mirror and realizes, oh, goblin. Oh, there's goblins. God damn it. <laughs> well, because that was one of those ones that is it, they shot around the the there were like little clips of it that they would shoot around for some time, whereas the the little boy saying they they ate them and now they're gonna eat me or something like that and then you yeah, see somebody yeah, getting yeah, yeah. that turns yeah. into a tree getting chainsawed and they're laughing <laughs> because I guess getting chainsawed as you're a tree feels yeah. tickles or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's 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 one of the, that's one of the best scenes. That's one of the best scenes in the movie. I think it's the like. They're eating them, and then they're going to. Eat. I think. I think what makes it is the way he says. After that, he goes, and in one of the worst line readings ever, he goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like exactly like that. Yeah. Like, but I mean, yeah, maybe even worse than I just did it. But um... <laughs> it was from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely one to. To check out for those that are into that. Yeah, I, think I mean, like, it yeah. is, it, you know, like I say, there is a range for these guilty pleasure movies, yeah. and this is right bottom of the barrel. This is the, the genuinely so so bad it's good. And it's, again, it's just the, the randomness of it that makes it um, 
there's various different scenes. There's like a there's like a scene where the the so the goblins have they make this food with all these green stuff on top that kind of turns people into kind of plant food, and the ki- the kind of son in the of the family he kind of is on to the goblins and the rest of the family are oblivious and he needs to find some way to stop the family eating this food so and also there is a grandfather who is deceased who comes back to him in visions like an obi-wan kenobi type character who has like magic powers that are never explained and kind of differ throughout the movie but one of the magic powers that happen in this scene is he can freeze time very very briefly so it gives the kid like a couple of seconds to think about how can i stop the family uh eating this food does he tip the table over does he just you know take the plates away no he gets up on the table pisses on the food i mean you don't see him piss on the food but like it's like you're told that well why did you you know you're told he pisses on the food it's um yeah and there's many many bonkers moments like that um, throughout the movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I guess I'm excited to hear your number one, but let's do a brief rundown of your, your honorable mentions before we get to what can top Troll 2. Okay. So uh, my honorable mentions are thus. I mean, if you if you if you want to stop me on on, on any, um, I'm happy to talk about them. But um, it goes like this: uh, the Hills of Ice Part Two. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night of the Bloody Apes, Manos Hands of Fate, Jason X, Rats Night of Terror. Squirm, Silent Link, Deadly Night 2, oh. and um, yeah, and Nightmare City. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of them I've, I've seen. Squirm is always one that I see the cover, and I think I, I'm always, every once in a while I go to press play, and then I don't, I haven't watched it yet, but then I'll just, you know, flip to something else. <laughs> It's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, again, it's kind of. Yeah, it's definitely kind of so bad it's good type material. I I I actually watched it like last year um, at the cinema because uh, at the Dead by Dawn Horror Film Festival, the kind of guest of honor was the director of that movie, uh, Jeff Lieberman, who has actually uh, directed uh, some some good movies as as well. Um, because they also showed um, his film Blue Sunshine, and um, he did a slasher as well called uh, Just Before Dawn, both of which are I would actually recommend as films. Yeah. I like, <laughs> but Squirm is very, very fun. But like, I, I would like recommend yeah. it as like an actual good film. Okay, <laughs> and so actually, um, by the time this episode airs, I think you'll be doing the. Um, was it the the voting for or the polls for your next guilty pleasure which features jason x that is correct yeah um yeah so the next one uh will focus on i've kind of done different themes for each one so i, I did the first one was like bad dracula movies we did uh, scream knockoffs 
Um, this, the latest one for Leprechaun in the Hood was uh, called Chonky Sequels. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one focuses on sci-fi horror. So the vote will be between uh, Jason X, um, Pandorum, and Doom. So that's that, that'll be your choices for you all to vote on. Yeah. You also did, um, was it Bad Stephen King adaptation? I think that, that is was, correct. I did yeah. bad, bad, bad Stephen King, which um, was either going to be Dreamcatcher or Cell, and it ended up being Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, yeah, as we were talking about before you started recording, it's, I think it's probably going to be Jason X, and yeah, but. <laughs> Um, there also is that I always forget about Doom. I remember when it came out of what everybody raved about the the first person shooter scene. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, it. That's really all I even I can remember from. It. I'll, I've only seen the theatrical version, which I know they say to yeah, watch. Yeah, I've only seen the theatrical yeah. version as well. Um, I'm a big Carl Urban fan because of. I, I would say that it's i mean yeah i i would say that largely that is what makes the movie like even as a kind of fun guilty pleasure i think it would be like a kind of non-essential sci-fi actioner mm -hmm. if it was not for the presence of carl urban and the rock yeah. they basically make the whole movie <laughs> which i know that was kind of marketed it was marketed as the rock's it wasn't it like one of his first like big think, starring roles or they yeah, it was like I the rocks it was, movie yeah it, was, yeah it was one of his kind of first first big starring roles because that was like back in like 2005 i want to say yeah. so like he hadn't become like you know because at that stage he was still kind of generally marketed as the rock or yeah. dwayne the rock johnson he wasn't he couldn't he didn't have the star power to just be i am dwayne johnson and unlike nowadays where he's yeah. like basically the biggest movie star in the world yeah no exactly okay so it's been really fun listening to all these and i've kind of gotten a glimpse i think of these guilty pleasures and them being <laughs> having a randomness about them and those <laughs> but cool. so um we've come all this way and we're excited to hear your number one scott so Give it to us. <laughs> so, okay. So my number one is the Toxic Avenger. And I have picked the Toxic Avenger because I am a big uh, trauma, trauma fan. And I've watched a, a bunch of their films over the years, all of which are kind of guilty pleasure movies some of which are, are are actively terrible but a lot of which are real are really are really fun um and you know as a, you know not just the stuff they've produced themselves but as a studio there's stuff that they've put out under the the trauma title that's really cool as well you know things like father's day and mm -hmm. cannibal the musical and a whole bunch of stuff and the thing, I just love the Toxic Avenger character and I've always, I've liked the Toxic Avenger character for a long time. Before I actually knew about Trauma, when I was a kid, I watched the Toxic Crusaders, the okay. Toxic Avenger um, cartoon. 
and I had a toxy action figure with the mop and everything. And, you know, this is before I realized they were, like, based on 18 certificate movies, you know, like, so, which, again, weird that there was the number of cartoons in the 80s and 90s that were based on adult movies. But that's another discussion, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, yes, I've seen... All four of the Toxic Avenger movies um, a couple years ago at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, the Toxic Avenger musical came to Edinburgh and I saw that as well. And uh, so I'm a big fan and I, th- I still think the original Toxic Avenger is the best of the Toxic Avenger films. Although I do think that the fourth Toxic Avenger, Citizen Toxie, actually runs it quite close. But um, yeah, the the original is the best. And um, I suppose we should go back to me doing plot summations. (laughs) So at the start of the plot, it involves basically uh, this town of Tromaville. And everybody's dancing in Tromaville and is very, very happy. But then there's a crime wave. Nah, don't worry. I won't go through the whole plot. Basically, the, 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 the kind of nutshell of it is that there is this 98-pound janitor called Melvin, and he lands in a barrel of toxic waste, which turns him into a mutant of superhuman size and strength and apparently New Jersey's first superhero. <laughs> and that that's basically and that's basically, and then he basically he he kills a lot of people with a mop. He literally cleans up the streets of Tromaville um from various <laughs> bad guys, including the mayor himself, uh, who tries to get Toxty killed when he calls in the US National Guard at the end of the movie in a hilarious standoff, um, which the, yeah. Um, and again, it's just the, it's just the different moments, the different random moments. And also just the characters in it are all bizarre and daft and weird. And I mean, there's a gangster character called Cigarface, who's called that because he stubs cigars out and people there is these kind of, you know, those kind of douchebag teens that you get in like various slasher movies. Well, you know, the kind of jocks and stuff. Well, basically, there's a couple of characters in this movie called Bozo and Slug. There are those characters in every slasher movie, but turned up by a living. They they're just like so psychotic. They, they, and the acting is of these. I mean, the people who act, it, it's so over the top. It's like, I do, I mean, it, if they're not on cocaine, then <laughs> I do not know what I do. I don't, I don't know what is powering them. Um, it's just, uh, every line, it's just like, ah, ah, like, it's, it's, that's how he, it's crazy. And uh, the, the character of Bozo dies in a kind of car explosion. That has been like reused in a bunch of other uh, trauma yes. movies and has become a, a, a running joke in their uh, film uh, and, film studio. Output. And that that car crashes in Shakespeare shitstorm. 
of course. Excellent. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, it is because yeah, it has to be. It's, it's like the badge of honor. Now. It's... <laughs> no, I'm surprised we're doing this one. Yeah, um, as I we kind of mentioned when we took our little break. Um, yeah, we watched that for Fantasia, Shakespeare's Shitstorm, and yeah, Kyle just got trauma now, and we were talking about this early minutes before we came yeah. on to here and started chatting with you so i guess it works perfectly with yeah i just rewatched it like two nights ago yeah. um and it's still great the, the, the first toxic avenger yeah yeah i just hadn't seen it in forever um and then i've been watching the sequels i haven't i haven't seen citizen toxie at all yet but i'm kind of excited since you say it's one of the better ones I th I think it's I think it's a, a a lot of fun that movie. Um, yeah, so it's it's got one of those kind of classic superhero uh, plots where he has to kind of fight like an evil version of himself. Okay, so nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 yeah. It's 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 very it's very fun. I can't actually remember the name of. It has like a reverse name as well. It's something like the. So you, know, it's something like the Noxic Revenger or something like that. It's like it's like the the evil version of Toxie, and obviously they kind of. They kind of flip. Uh, universes like they both okay. exist in like parallel universes and toxic goes into him his uh and knocks it uh, goes into uh the toxic avengers universe and then obviously like toxic avengers running around everybody thinks he's evil and and he, he's not and then the other guy is like why, why are you suddenly evil you know like and and then yeah. it becomes yeah the whole thing and um but it, I think it's really, really funny. I think that, that one's uh, really funny. But I do like, I actually like all four. Like, uh, you know, the second one where he goes to Japan. The third one when he becomes a yuppie for a while and then has to fight the devil at the end. They're they're crazy films, but it, like, you know. <laughs> so I guess it's a good one to kind of talk about in terms of, what was it two years ago now i don't even know how long ago but weren't they planning on oh there's sort of like yes. high budget remake or something i think it's right. still in the works sort of oh, wow. that's, that's that's right so yeah it was announced a couple of years ago that um legendary entertainment yeah uh, we're doing a reboot that's uh being produced by lloyd kaufman and michael hertz and is supposedly uh being directed by Macon Blair, who is is like um, the actor in like Blue Ruin and yeah. um, a bunch of Jeremy Solnier films. I think he's also directed his own films, but like I, yeah. I don't, I've not seen them. I've not seen his his movies. I'm curious um, if it's one of those things where they'll do like a what the Evil Dead remake or stuff like that, where they try and take it in a completely different style. Like try and make it serious or try whatever they do. I don't yeah. think you can make it serious. Set it apart. Yeah. I, I'm not sure you can take the Toxic Avenger and make it like I don't think yeah. I don't think you could do like a kind of like that kind of thudding serious kind of like Snyder cut 
of of the Toxic <laughs> Avenger, yes. you know, like <laughs> I'm just imagining Christopher Nolan like the Toxic Avenger rises. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't, I can't imagine a Nolan verse uh, yeah. uh, uh, Toxic Avenger. Have it be three hours and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently that's that's that, that's going to be. Yeah, apparently the the Snyder cuts like four hours long. HBO is going to show oh, yeah. like four episode parts, uh, our episode parts. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a whole nother conversation. It's a whole other kind. It's a whole other yeah. of fish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was, you know, a ton of fun being able to talk about all these. And I know we have some recommendations for our own the uh, own kind of main podcast now. And yeah, we had joy having you on. And I, I guess um out outside of your guilty pleasures one of the things we'll kind of always ask which this is this whole segment is designed you've kind of designed it that way but is there any newer movies that you i guess champion we kind of talked about a ghost waits but is there anything you would recommend that are is obscure or entirely independent to our viewers or listeners or whoever like here's a new movie that should get some more eyes in your opinion yeah, well, um, I recently was covering Fright Fest for, for my podcast, and I saw um, a bunch of great movies um, at Fright Fest, and my kind of top three from that were uh, A Ghost Waits, mm -hmm. um, who I, you know, we, we mentioned. I definitely think people should check that out. Um, there's a movie called The Swerve, which okay. is... is really a total gut punch of a movie it's you know you need to it's really quite depressing but it's really really powerful movie and that's done uh, by um dread isn't it it's epic pictures and dread presents or i think yeah 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 i yeah. think so i think so yeah yeah um but it, it's like I mean, it's kind of like largely kind of somebody on Twitter described it as like a dark American beauty. And it's okay. like, yeah, it's like a more, it's like a kind of horror version of that. And it's largely okay. to do with the, the mental breakdown of, of this woman. And, um, but it's like a kind of psychological uh, horror. And okay. um, it has a great central performance from the actress Azura Sky. Um, and that, that was, just really good film uh, the other one that i was that again was in my top three was uh, a film called 12 hour shift which oh, also uh, played it um fantasia as well yeah. i think um and that's directed by brie grant and it's totally different it's a great kind of gory black kind of comic uh horror crime uh, thriller and yeah, it's just it's just got a bunch of like wacky characters, uh, interesting situations, and a bunch of uh, entertaining kind of gore gags and stuff like that. So it's it's a very it's a very entertaining uh, watch um, if you're into kind of uh, dark humor. Um, yeah, and also on Fantasia, 
I was doing reviewing for that for another website and I got a chance to see the new Brian Bertino film, The The Dark and the Wicked, uh, which is a bit of a bigger film, I suppose, not really yeah. an event film, but like um it will be out in number. And I, okay. I was uh, I was pretty I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed with that. Okay. Um it was uh one of my favorites from Fantasia, along with the black comedy Dinner in America, which I, oh. I, you know, if you're a fan, or again, if you're a fan of black comedies, if you're a fan of punk rock, then Dinner in America, that's uh, that's one to watch for. That's right up my alley. No, like I said, it's been a pleasure and um, no, a ton of fun. I think this is a, you know, a, I don't know, in my opinion, became a really great first episode of these. And Kyle can either confirm or deny. I confirm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. And we would like to, to like have you back on to talk other stuff or just a normal episode or whatever. But yeah, I had a ton of fun and enjoyed having you steal our airwaves and talk about your top guilty pleasures. Well, thank you very much for having yeah. me on. Thank you very much for inviting me to do this and uh talk about talk about my guilty pleasure movies and hopefully people understood my pot summations and i did not ramble too much (laughs) (laughs) i think you're good yeah yeah Yeah. and so yeah check out scott on new horror express his podcast he also writes reviews and for the blog but he'll cover everything from festivals interviews with indie directors which are always great and then he'll also be doing more guilty pleasures, which you can take part in. So listen to him. Bloodhound Picks Podcast is right. part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Produced by Josh Lee, Craig Drum, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Editing by Kyle Hintz.